Welcome to Beyond the Boards, your go-to podcast for all things related to the exciting world of digital out-of-home advertising. I'm your host, Patrick Brennan, here to take you behind the screens and into the inner workings of our fascinating industry. On each episode, we'll hear from the visionaries, creators, and analysts driving this fast-paced industry forward. We'll talk about emerging technologies, creative campaigns, as well as strategy, measurement, and insights. The goal is both to entertain and educate anyone who shares a passion for digital out-of-home advertising. So sit back, relax, and get ready to go beyond the boards. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Beyond the Boards podcast. Today's episode is going to be phenomenal. I am very excited to have on Sean Gibbons, our digital marketing director here at Encompass TV. Sean, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, Patrick. I'm excited to be here. Well, likewise, man. I'm very excited. And obviously, you have a very extensive and interesting background, um, especially when it relates to our business model at Encompass, right? So Obviously, we're building out this system um, that we teach our dealers where they go on, they build up these, you know, essentially digital marketing networks, but also entire marketing agencies with all the products and services and stuff. And that stuff you'll have a lot of insight on, but you have a background building a business from scratch. You've actually been a dealer as well. And then we hired you and brought you in house and now you're running our digital marketing department. So uh, I'm really excited to talk to you about some of this stuff. Yeah, I've always enjoyed building businesses. It's something that's really interesting to me. I love how they drive value. I love how they connect people. I actually went to school for industrial engineering because I just love the mechanics of business. That's incredible. <laughs> this sounds like a very hard degree, so I respect that. Just to kind of kick things off, I want to start with some of the digital marketing products and services, that side of things, right? I think when people go in and, and kind of start to develop a marketing agency and start to learn some of the different products and services and things like that, they tend to hyper-focus on one product, right? People get very comfortable with one thing first, whether that's social media, whether it's Google, maybe it's geofencing, it, it, websites, whatever it is, right? Why, in your opinion, is it important to focus on maybe bringing several of those digital marketing products together versus just going all in on one champ? Sure. So people always kind of fall into what's comfortable for them. People that understand a certain product are going to lean towards that one. But it's really important to understand that a multifaceted campaign is always going to be more successful. You have more touch points with the client. People aren't going to make a purchase the first time they see your brand. You need to be able to reinforce that over and over again to them. And showing it to them in different ways and different mediums is always going to be the most effective way to get their attention. At the end of the day, we know through studies that clients that have been exposed through multi-channel uh, marketing have spent three times more than someone who just comes in on a regular uh, marketing campaign. So we know it's going to be effective to try to reach out to them in different ways. We know that staying top of mind is the most important part of marketing so that they can support that word of mouth marketing that's going to be the core of everything that happens. So the more times you can stay in front of someone, the more likely you're going to build trust with that client. The best part about what we do here is that we've been able to connect that into what makes us unique, which is those screens. Not a lot of people have the ability to have these indoor digital billboard networks, but there are companies that have other marketing channels. So by us being able to bring that all into one house uh, has really put us leaps and bounds ahead of the competition. Absolutely. And that's such a good answer. And I agree with you, having that local advertising space on the indoor digital billboards is so niche and so unique, but being able to pair that with some of the products and services like, uh, you know, OTT, CTV, some of these other, you know, products that we have that the big guys are using like Amazon and right, Walmart, Target, if they're using them, obviously it must be effective, right? Because like you said, if you, if you get targeted in all these different ways as a consumer, you're going to just think about that brand. Whenever you're thinking of whatever that certain product service or problem you need solved, those brands come to mind first because they, you see them in so many different ways. So it's a really good answer. 
as it relates to being a dealer of Encompass TV, right? And I'm kind of going back on how I opened this with it. Don't just focus on one product. But if you're a brand new dealer, you don't really understand a lot of the digital marketing product and services. Are there maybe just a couple or two or three that you'd recommend a dealer focus on first and yes. get comfortable with? I think the beauty of them is how they work together. And once you start to see this orchestra that we have going on, it really does start to piece the puzzle together. So at the end of the day, I like people to start off with a GBP. That's Google Business Profile. It's simple. It's easy to understand. And every business needs one. Uh, at the end of the day, if you're in 2024 and you don't have an up-to-date Google business profile, you might as well not even have a sign on the front of your door saying that you're open because no one's driving around town looking for pizza. They're looking in their phone where pizza's at and then going to them. So you need to have that front facing and every business can afford it, whether they're small or big, and they feed into other products that we have. We can feed it into your website. We can feed it into your indoor digital billboard network where people are going to be looking you up on Google after they see that. And that face needs to be as up-to-date as possible. So that's a great place to start. Social media marketing uh, or management that we have is going to be a huge one as well for small businesses because everybody needs to have their face and their brand on social media. And we do a phenomenal job of building that for people. Everything across the board from setting up scheduling and posts to being able to make sure that that brand identity matches across the board. So you look like a professional organization and you compare that into the screens for like a thousand dollar package that anybody can afford. So that's a great place to start as you're expanding and learning into this marketing field. Some of the other ones get a little more complicated and that's why we constantly are training. Ariel does a phenomenal job with that. I set up with some trainings from dealers as well. We really want you guys to understand these things all the way down to its core. And then, of course, the best part is that we have Mark on the back end to sell for any more in-depth. And he's also going to be able to teach you through those lessons as well while you're sitting there with your client, basically watching him sell and learning what he's saying. So they all tie together very well. But the best place to start is always a Google business profile because it's simple. Work your way up to some more complicated things like the commercials that we play through OTT, geofencing and display, video kind of audio production that we do that fits into radio ads all across the board. So we have so many different ways that it's hard to download that all at one time. So focus on a couple that you do really well that you can talk to anybody about and then work your way up. Something you just said there really resonated with me and it's really powerful. You know, obviously I love the analogy about, you know, you basically don't have a sign on your door if you're not, if you're not on Google, if you're not available online and people are searching for whatever it is that they're looking for. But having that continuity across all your advertising efforts, right? That's something I've noticed, especially a lot of small businesses. I think like the large chains, they're good about that because they have brand standards. But small businesses, you'll see their advertising and their website and then, you know, what they're doing on maybe Google. And then you'll actually walk into the business and it's all different things, right? It's like, is this the same business I was even looking at? So that's powerful. So in your opinion, is that something that dealers are able to kind of utilize when they're working with clients or even prospects to show them like, hey, here's an area you're lacking by not really showing a brand standard across all these different platforms. Sure. And that's something that dealers develop over time as well as they kind of go along in their marketing journeys, understanding what it means to have a brand. People run business in as own businesses. Doesn't mean that they always necessarily understand every facet of marketing or every facet of their even their own business. They're just trying to get by like the rest of us. And so when you can show them that you're an expert in this and show them that there's a, a continuity between their brand and if they're using you as their marketing expert, you can provide that for them. So not only are they getting a lot of uh, the load off of their back of the day-to-day -day that they have to manage on some of these products, but you're also going to be able to help them shape and create a brand and an image so that it's consistent. So that when someone thinks about you, uh, the same way as you would think about Coca-Cola, you know instantly when I said that word, what a can of Coke looks like, you know what their branding looks like. 
Hell, they're so good that you think of Santa Claus in red and white specifically because their branding is that good. They changed the colors of Santa Claus and have pushed that into our head. And that's what an effective brand can do. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's such a good example. Something else that I, I've noticed that all business owners tend to neglect, it's the easiest money on the planet. And that's their current clients, <laughs> right? People tend to always want to get you know more money in, get new clients, focus on bringing new revenue. And that's important, obviously, as you're scaling the business. But your current clients are the ones that are paying you every single month or, or whatever it is for your type of business. How do you continue to keep your current clientele happy as it pertains to digital marketing? So that's where a lot of these report calls and developing a connection with them comes in. When you sell a, a client, you tend to think, all right, I did it. Like I've made it over this hump. I've got this money, but it's a continuous sale, which is why we have these report calls. It's why we're constantly reaching out and making sure that we're staying top of mind with them. It's so that they trust and know that we have their, uh, their best ideas at heart. Because when you start looking at it as uh, I made a sale and I'm just going to go ahead and go through the motions, then they start looking at their bills and wondering what they're getting out of working with you. So it's a relationship. And that's what all of this comes down to is this long-term relationship kind of idea with your clients that are going to allow you to retain them for longer. But when you're going through these report calls, it is another sale every time. We're convincing them over and over again why they're sticking with us and what they're getting for their money. If you don't mind, can you list some of the digital marketing products and services that we have outside of just Google? Sure. So Google Business Profile is a great place to start. We have social media management. So those are going to be on the lower cost of things. Then we get into the display and geofencing side where we can target people based off of fences that we draw around competitors, around certain areas, display where we're going on a zip code level to try to find your audience. And we're building that audience in the background as well, which is something always to keep in mind that when you're selling them, you need to set the expectations of where this is going. Month one, we're learning with you. You know, you have a certain idea of what your client looks like, but our systems know what it looks like after several months of us doing our research. So we're constantly building this database in the background to make sure that we understand what your client looks like, where they live, what is resonating with them on the creative side. It's a constant journey of us trying to build that list to find what's most effective. So in month one, you're going to have effective campaign. Month six, you're going to be blown away by the results if we continue to optimize these campaigns through those uh, avenues. Then we're going to go into things like social uh, media marketing. So we're taking that management to the next level and we're going ahead and paying money directly in an inorganic fashion to uh, social media platforms in order to extend your reach even further and be able to target people on their interests, their demographics, things of that nature, so that we can hone in on the social media side, not organically by building up your brand, but by actually reaching out and finding them wherever they're playing. Uh, then you can turn around and say, I guess the next one would be like pre-roll, uh, OTT, YouTube, these video aspects where we're able to reach them on not only a visual aspect, but an audio aspect at the same time, reaching multiple senses where you can get in front of people and tell your story in a whole new unique way. Uh, we have things like social or I'm sorry, SEM or pay-per-click would be a better way to describe it, where we're going to the top of search engines and skipping the line. And this can be tied into other products as well. So when you build a website and you really think about it, at the end of the day, we know that Google's not going to show you to anybody the moment that you post that website. So we're going to tie in the fact that we're going to skip that line by paying Google to put you at the very top for those six or seven months where you're just trying to get found. Uh, so there's so many different ways to tie these products together, but SEM or PPC has been extremely effective at lead gen. And on the other end, we have things for branding. So it's all about connecting the right product to the right client. You know, if you sell a display geofencing to someone and you're excited that you got that sale, 
Well, if you sold it in a way that you misdescribed it or you mismatched it to that client, you're only going to have them for about three months uh, and they're never going to talk to you again because they're going to look at it and say, well, my definition of success for this campaign was actually about the leads that I could be generating, the amount of clicks and traffic I can get to my website. And you sold me something that gave me a great amount of impressions, a huge amount of viewership out in the area. And I paid pennies on the dollar for it, but that wasn't my goal of this campaign, which is why we have so many different products. If you had sold them on a PPC campaign for the lead gen that would be getting them clicks that month and seeing results right away, then they would be a much happier client stay with you longer and probably be more open to you selling them on the branding side of things as they can extend their journey along with you. And so at the end of the day, it's about matching the right products with the right client and finding out what their definition of success looks like and making sure that you're the expert that knows how to get them there. Absolutely. And, and I de definitely think that comes down to levels of, for lack of a better term, complexity yeah. when it comes to these businesses and really their experience with advertising because they think, hey, I'm going to buy a commercial on TV or let's say OTT streaming services, right? And I'm going to have all these people calling me. I don't know about you guys, but I've never once in my life immediately picked up the phone and called from a commercial. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it, it, maybe infomercials, people have that going for them, but not actual, you know, kind of OTT ads and, and branding uh, and things like that. That's just not how it works. So that's a really good point to make that clients sometimes have these misconceptions like, oh, everyone's just going to be calling me up. I don't know. After Sham Wow told me I got two extra for free, <laughs> I called them right away. I mean, Billy Mays, Billy Mays could, could bring some great stuff to the table too, right? It's a lot of OxyClean and households growing up. But so outside of that, it, that's not how it works. I do think a lot of businesses neglect to see that. And they, sometimes they struggle to connect the dots too. Like, well, I didn't have anybody calling me from your ads. Oh, but I did have 30% uptick in sales this month. It's like, well, Maybe just maybe it's from the branding aspect of that. I'm right? sorry they didn't specifically tell you that that's where it came from. And that that happens a lot where uh, we do a lot of tracking, a lot of data to make sure that we understand where it's going. But a lot of times the, the client's not going to tell you exactly how they found you. It's part of a, a full marketing campaign. Absolutely. So let's transition our conversation just a little bit. Because like I was saying, you have a very unique perspective. You've built up a business from scratch. And then you also have started a dealership. Um, actually here at our local Denver area, and then obviously we hired you at that point, right? So if you don't mind outlining the differences between starting your own business, you're an entrepreneur, you do it, you know, essentially from scratch versus having a system like this that you buy into, in your opinion, what are kind of some of the differences, maybe pros, cons, things like that. So it's hard <laughs> and people always tell you that it's hard, but they don't really tell you what it takes uh, and the dedication that it takes, the the changes in your life that it takes. I actually come from a family of entrepreneurs. My mom uh, was in local marketing. Um, my dad had a print shop that actually was my first job. I was a press operator for him. Um, and so I always saw kind of what that took and it always excited me. So I've always enjoyed uh, the concept of business. Even as soon as I got old enough, I bought a truck and started a pressure washing business when I was about 19 as well. So I've always been trying to start businesses and understand businesses at that level. So I've had different businesses in different industries, everything from service industries. I had a retail business at one time, and I highly suggest not doing that ever again. Uh, it is dying, as everyone says. Uh, most people can just order things online. And the overhead, it's just insane what some of these businesses cost to run on a daily basis. I know you've talked about this in the past where your family had a restaurant, I've been in the retail. You're looking at all this money that comes in and you're just like, where is the rest of it left for me at the end of the day? How am I pulling in forty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a month and coming home with this amount of money at the end of it? Because there's so much cost to go into it. There's so much time. You're tied to a location. You have your life where you 
thought as an entrepreneur that you were gaining your freedom and that you were going to be able to take it back and be able to control your own hours and your own pace. But if you get into the wrong entrepreneurship venture, it actually takes all of your time. You know, in the retail space, you have to be there when it's open. In the restaurant, you have to be there when it's open. And that's the beauty of this business and what really attracted me at the very beginning is the low cost of overhead. My rent was over $7,000 a month just for the retail side of things. Equipment costs that come into the service industries where you come into here and the overhead is just so low. It's minimal fees to be able to run this. And you don't have to have a physical brick and mortar location. You get the freedom of making your hours. You get to go out there and talk to people and be a part of your community in a way that you don't when you're trapped behind these certain walls and these areas that you're constantly working in. So it was a beautiful mixture of my desire to be a part of a community, my desire to make relationships for the long term, the low overhead costs, the ease of being able to work in revenue and be able to make a profit at the end of the day. Uh, just by being myself and going out there and talking to people. So it was an amazing fit for me and I've enjoyed every bit of the journey. That's a really, really eloquent answer. And I, I appreciate that because I think that's powerful for people listening, even people I work with, you know, uh, in terms of prospects that are looking at potentially becoming income CV dealers. I tell every single one, hey, even if this doesn't make sense for you, if we're not the right fit for each other, please just do me one favor and don't buy a brick and mortar business. <laughs> There's so many costs that people just don't even think about until it hits them in the mouth, right? Yeah. Uh, and I actually heard this guy speaking recently, and I apologize, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. I'll try to cite them later. But he was basically saying, you know, a lot of people, you know, you grow up hearing, follow your passion, follow your passion, follow your passions. And that's great. But whenever you try to merge your passions with business, it sounds good on paper, but then you start to burn yourself out from those passions because of the stress that comes along with, with kind of owning your own business, whatever that may be. And maybe it works out for some people, maybe it doesn't. But I, I, that really resonated with me as well. Like, that's a good point. So basically his whole point was find a business model that works, really dive into that, even if it's not the thing that you're most passionate about and still keep your passions as your hobbies. That way you still enjoy them. So 100% agree with that. I have ruined plenty of my passions by putting them into business. But the beauty, I think, of, of where I'm at now and what this opportunity is with Encompass is is that I, my passion is working with people. And my passion at the end of the day is working on systems and developing ways to improve them. And so when you have passions like that, then you can apply that to almost anywhere. But you know, at the end of the day, my things that I enjoy, I do keep separate from my business life now so that I continue to enjoy them in the future. 100%, I try to do the same. I'm like, I love talking <laughs> to people. I think we're the luckiest people on the planet because our jobs are actually fun. Yeah, we get to meet with so many different types of human beings and our dealers are awesome. And we have some of the most amazing people we get to work with on a regular basis. And we get to get involved in their lives. We get to learn about them. We get to be there for them. We get to talk them through the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. It's a beautiful journey. It, it really is. Seeing people change their lives. That's, that's the part that was hits me the hardest. Um, I get a text from a dealer. His name's Armando. I'll just call him out on here because I think he'll be comfortable with that. But he texted me in, in, on New Year's and was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, you helped me change my life. And I've never been this happy. I've never felt this in hours. And, and dude, I, I teared up. I'm like, wow. I mean, it, it's just crazy when those moments hit you. And that's just one of many you know, stories that I've heard dealers talk about. Those are the things that keep me working 60, 70 hours a week because I know that the decisions that we make, the materials that we create, everything that we're doing is affecting someone else out there and their journey through entrepreneurship. And that's what gives me the passion to keep working here late at night. I, I agree. It's it's very, very, very powerful. Um, and I've seen what you do, but you, you work extremely hard for these dealers. So Sean, I really appreciate it, man. The last thing I ask of everyone I have on the podcast, do you have any tips for either people about to become dealers or brand new dealers or even existing dealers that would help them build their business as a marketing agency? Ooh, that is a good question. There's so many different tips of the trade, but one thing that I would really take a look at is 
are you ready to take on the entrepreneurship lifestyle? And are you prepared for what that sacrifice is going to take? And I don't want to dissuade anyone for it. I want them to look at it as a, as a whole picture of saying, you know, there's going to be some sacrifices I'm going to make. There's going to be some ups and downs. I need to be prepared financially for one month when I don't quite hit my goals. And then I need to be prepared for the next month when I can get ecstatic about how I've blown my balls out of the water and how everyone's helped me. So at the end of the day, look at your life, talk to your spouses, talk to your kids, make sure you're ready for what it's taking and be prepared because it's an amazing journey and it's worth every minute. Absolutely. It does take, you know, some guts and you got to take the leap and entrepreneurship is scary, but it's also extremely rewarding. So very well said, Sean. Thank you so much again for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, of course. It was a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Boards. I hope you enjoyed it. This podcast is hosted by myself and produced alongside Haley Burt. The music is composed by Rocket Jr. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And please leave us a review if you like what you hear. On behalf of our entire Beyond the Boards team, thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time as we continue to explore the fascinating world of digital out-of-home advertising.